is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. All right, you've seen some of the breaking news. Chris Christie is out of the race. I want to comment on this. I listened carefully to every word in his speech. It was contemptible. To bring up the Israeli hostages in order to make a cheap point and attack Trump, that's about as low as I've ever heard. And this is not a classy guy. This is not a guy that does give a damn about the country. He is an angry, ruling class, establishment Republican, given birth out of the Bush administration as U.S. attorney. And he is doing what establishment ruling class Republicans always do. Try to sabotage their opponents. I'll give you an example. In 1980, when the great President Reagan was running in the Republican primary, he already ran in 1976 against Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford was not an elected president. He got the presidency by and through the resignation of Richard Nixon. He was a horrendous candidate. Good man, but he was fairly liberal. More of a Rockefeller Republican. Which is why he chose Rockefeller. But he wasn't a man for the time. And yet the Republican establishment lined up behind him. Some of them are radio hosts today. Some of them are TV commentators today. Some of them... Still give advice on campaigns today on TV and elsewhere. You had to stop Reagan, an extremist. You had to stop Reagan. He couldn't be anywhere near the nuclear button, as they called it. I remember in my own suburban area outside of Philly in Pennsylvania, the Republican establishment that ran that town 
Back then, Cheltenham Township, which is all Democrat now, of course. They told me over and over again, Reagan cannot win because I campaigned heavily and organized others to campaign heavily for Reagan in 76. A mere 19 years old, I guess. Less than that. So 76, they denied Reagan the nomination. And he came about 100, give or take, 100 convention delegates short. And after he gave his speech, people said, I think we made a mistake. But they didn't mean it. Reagan announces he's going to run in 1980. The same Republican establishment rises up against him. Bob Dole, an honorable man, a great hero. Bob Dole. George H.W. Bush. John Anderson. Six or seven of them. Trying to deny Ronald Reagan the nomination. And all but one of those, that would be Phil Crane, who was a libertarian conservative, all the others, were ruling class, moderate Republicans, establishment Republicans. And the things they said, particularly the Bush camp, about Ronald Reagan, were disgraceful. John Anderson decided to go third party. He was sort of the Adam Kingsinger of his day. But they failed, luckily. And Reagan got the nomination. Ron DeSantis is right when he said the other day that about a year out in the general election or so, when the polls were polling Reagan, he was 24 points behind Jimmy Carter. In fact, as our buddy Craig Shirley, the foremost expert on the Reagan presidency, Dear friend, as he would tell you, actually about six weeks out, give or take, Reagan was behind. Prominent Republicans, like Mitch McConnell, during the Republican primary, had backed Gerald Ford, and he would not back Reagan until much later in 1980. Karl Rove was all in for Bush, as you can imagine. And it really wasn't until Reagan won the nomination that Rove threw in and pretended he was in front of the parade for Reagan. He was not, never was. How do I know? Because I'm a 76 Reagan guy and an 80 Reagan guy. Nobody ever heard of Carl Rove? Reagan was denounced. They called him stupid. Reckless. He'd get us into World War III. As I've explained before, they called him Hitler. And there were individuals who gave speeches like Christie did this evening. This guy, Christie, like the others, is a self-righteous egomaniac. If you don't agree with him, there's something wrong with you. Fundamentally wrong with you and your character. And that he will do everything he can to stop Donald Trump from getting elected president. 
He's a two-time loser against Trump, isn't he? Lost in 2016, and he lost this time. Reagan won a massive landslide victory. Even though we were told he couldn't, and he wouldn't. Massive landslide victory. Even with a third-party candidate. He won over 51% of the vote, even with a third-party candidate. Bill Clinton couldn't achieve that. It always bothered him. He was always a minority president. Reagan's policies, we were told, would be very unpopular. The media and the Democrats attempted to paint him as for the rich. His economic policy, for the rich, slashing taxes across the board, for the rich, trying desperately to cut the size of government. Well, he did, but he could have done more. But for the Republicans who controlled the Senate and rode Reagan's coattails into the majority in 1980 and then served in 81 as a result of Reagan's landslide. But the rhinos are always the rhinos. The status quo is fine by them no matter who runs it, no matter what's happening. Don't stir the pot. Let the Democrats and their surrogates run circles around you. If you dare to run unorthodox campaigns, if you dare to speak your mind rather than talk behind somebody's back, if you dare to take on the corrupt Democrat Party media or take on the FBI and the CIA or take on the open borders crowd, you must be destroyed. That's what they tried to do to Reagan. And before Reagan, they had to kill politically. Barry Goldwater, before he can get out of the Republican primary, they tried desperately. The same people. Led by Rockefeller, who Ford would pick. And Scranton. And Romney. Current Romney's father. That would be Michigan, New York, and Pennsylvania. Big states. They couldn't tolerate Goldwater. They couldn't tolerate Reagan. And they can't tolerate Trump. It's the same people. Look, I understand Donald Trump is not an orthodox politician. Speaks his mind. Says things that at times cause people to cringe. Same could be said of Joe Biden, no? Obama and his hate America comments. Pelosi says most disgusting things but they're all given a pass it's okay because they got to stop Hitler Christie's campaign was an absurd campaign from day one he'll return to ABC News and his buddy George Stephanopoulos who of course is best known for trying to destroy any woman who came forward to tell the truth about that sexual predator Bill Clinton Stephanopoulos didn't have a journalist background, but they, they choose him to be a morning host and meet the press. Where he declared this past Sunday that Donald Trump did commit an act of insurrection. Or they'll pick somebody like Chuck Todd, but his ratings were so bad they had to give him the boot. But Chuck Todd's still with us, Mr. Producer. I don't see him or hear from him. 
He's not even on MSNBC. You know, that's like the... That's where they send you. It's like a single-A minors baseball. Another Democrat. Meet the press. Announced that he will have no guests who dare to challenge climate change, even PhDs in physics. No, we can't have them. Oh, they're from MIT. We have some from Princeton. No, no, no. They're deniers, you know, like Holocaust deniers. Like the Palestinians. Can't have them. They're deniers too. But they embrace them. That's a whole other story. Chris Christie was never a conservative. Chris Christie is not a truth teller. He ran a campaign to get even. He wanted to be attorney general. He was furious. He had nowhere to go. And as a footnote, this is how I look at Bill Barr. I've known Bill Barr a while. I'd consider us in the past friends. He and his wife, who's lovely, would invite us to their Christmas parties. And Bill once told me he remembered me. I like to eat the food. No, that's the pot calling the kettle black. Is it not, Mr. Producer? But nonetheless, my problem with Bill Barr is he waited until December. To either be fired or resign, depending on who you believe. He'd been in the administration, give or take, for two years. He worked closely with President Trump. So all the things he says now on Fox and elsewhere, I scratch my head and I say, I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed because this is a man you defended, this is a man you worked with and worked for, but all of a sudden you find him to be the greatest threat ever? In the office of the presidency, you find him to be lawless. Suddenly the light bulb goes off and that's what you conclude. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Same with Christie. He's buddies with Trump. Governor of New Jersey. Trump is this big developer in New York, but also has his beautiful club in New Jersey. Christie liked the high life. Always did. Always does. Likes being around people of wealth, people of prominence. And then the light bulb went off. Suddenly, he was a never-Trumper. You know, the funny thing about me, I am not one of these people who gets taken in by personalities. I really don't. In the 20... 15 and 16 Republican primary, I supported Ted Cruz, who's a dear friend of mine. I knew Cruz for years. I think he's tremendous. I also think he would have been a great president. He's a great senator. He's a solid Reagan conservative. But he lost the Republican primary. Fair and square. And then I endorsed Donald Trump. After he gave his Gettysburg speech. People say, Mark, you were a never-Trumper. I was never a never-Trumper. I've explained that a thousand times, but I'm not going to explain it again. But I was for Cruz. And then I backed Trump. Strongly. And I don't regret it. I don't regret it. He's done tremendous things for this country. 
at great personal expense. He loves the country. DeSantis loves the country. Trump has lost a lot. And he's now fighting for his very freedom in his life. Chris Christie never had to do that. Nobody's ever had to do that as a result of running for office. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You can see how the media and the culture, academia, the Democrat Party, the whole massive, powerful force pushes our thought processes, tries to push us into a direction. If I thought for a minute that Donald Trump led an insurrection from the White House, I would strongly reject and oppose him. If I thought for a minute that Donald Trump violated the Espionage Act and committed acts of espionage, I would be the loudest person in media opposing him. If I thought Donald Trump actually violated the Constitution in challenging the election like so many others have done, same thing. I refuse to take their fictions I refuse to take their arguments. I refuse to accept what I know is a lie. What I know is not true. And you should too. I'll be right back. Mark doesn't suffer fools well. So, if you're a fool, don't call 877-381-3811. You know, the circus... You have the individual that's really at the center of it for the public. The individual who provides the narrative for the various acts. The individual who really draws in the, the crowd's attention. It's a tough job. It's a tough job. But when you're a lawyer, that's not your job. Abby Lowell. I had thought was a great lawyer. Now I think he's a clown. Not even the the man at the center of the circus. A clown. Although I think I embarrass clowns and when I say that. These spectacles with Hunter Biden, first on the steps of the Capitol and then today in the House Judiciary Committee. They're not winning PR points. But it demonstrates to me that Hunter doesn't have a legal leg to stand on. Hunter will only, only give testimony in public. Well, there are others who said the same thing, but they had to honor the subpoena or face charges. By the Biden Justice Department, the committee today in the House voted to hold Hunter in contempt. The vote now goes to the full House, where I think he will be held in contempt by the skin of their teeth because the Republicans are running out of Republicans. And I hope our friend Peter Navarro and Stephen Bannon, I hope they're watching this. Because if the Department of Injustice doesn't charge Hunter Biden, I would have my lawyers find a way, some way, to raise the issue of equal protection. Why does the president's son not face criminal charges for defying, and really defying, 
because Bannon and Navarro raised constitutional issues. The courts may not agree with it, but they weren't a farce. They were legitimate. Hunter Biden is not raising any issues. He's giving them the middle finger and telling them to screw off. And I know why. And I've told you why. Because Joe will pardon him no matter what. That's now being regurgitated by friends of ours in the media. And they're right to regurgitate it. So Hunter Biden and his lawyer are cocky as hell because they know in the end he's not serving one second in prison. Not a second. He will pardon his son. But Mark, but Mark, he said he won't. He's a liar. He will. If he loses, he'll pardon him on the way out. If he wins, he'll pardon him and he doesn't give a crap because there's nothing anybody can do to him. So either way, that's what's going to happen. So that's why it doesn't take much to be Hunter Biden's lawyer. That's why you can do a clown show. That's why you can defy a committee of Congress. And that's why you can break the law willy-nilly. And moreover, there's another reason Joe Biden would want to pardon his son. Anybody know? So his son can never be, face a trial, put on trial, in any matter that might reveal his father's involvement. Now, that's not a tax issue per se or any of that. But notice he hasn't been charged with a fire violation yet. And I've talked about this for months and again. Backbenchers are burping it up now, as they should. This show is for them too. Because Farah, which all of a sudden is a big deal now that they've used it against Trump's folks, wasn't a big deal before. But then again, it's Trump and his folks. Because as I've said over and over and again, here on Fox, on Blaze, and everywhere else, Joe Biden is a co-conspirator when it comes to Hunter Biden. Not failing, but refusing to register as a foreign agent. It's a very broad law. It can catch a lot of people. You don't even mean to be caught. But Hunter Biden's violations of FARA are textbook violations. And as of today, he hasn't been charged with any of that. They threw Manafort in solitary confinement, tried to get him to flip on Trump, and he said, there's nothing to flip on. They didn't care. Guy has a heart attack. SWAT team sent to his house. They didn't care. The Obama judge, forget what the hell her name was, doesn't really matter, another... Another rogue judge. They did the same thing to Roger Stone. Same damn thing. But not Hunter. No. And notice how the Democrats defend Hunter. Care, it's Hunter. If the Trump family had done half of what the Biden family had done, all this money flowing in from foreign interests washed through these front corporations for absolutely nothing in return. Daddy on the phone. Remember the phone call Trump had with the head of Ukraine? Zelensky said it was no problem, and it wasn't a problem. But when it comes to Joe Biden on the phone, he doesn't know who he's talking to, he doesn't know where he is, he doesn't know what's going on, everything's fine. I'm sick of that rope-a-dope crap. Well, they ought to hold him in contempt. 
and put it to the Attorney General and all the rest of them over there. And President Trump is correct. It's the Deputy Attorney General who's running the Department of Injustice. Monica was her name. She's a radical. She's a Marxist, as are so many of them over there. It's really appalling. What's taking place in this country? And the people who are the tyrants, the people who are the totalitarians, the people who are the part of the aristocracy, or should I say autocracy, better yet, they want you to believe that they're in the right, that they represent you. Now, I want to say something to the people of Iowa with your voting coming Monday. And look, I'm not making predictions, America. I'm just saying my feelings. It's very important that Nikki Haley not come in second place. Nikki Haley is a creation. She's a concoction. She has the backing of the ruling class, and that would include the Republicans in Washington. Not all, but many. She has the backing of the Republican infrastructure, that is, the operatives, the consultants, the road types. The journal editorial page. She has the backing of Wall Street. Billionaires on both sides. Not conservatives. Yes, some Republicans, of course. And she sought their backing and she got it. Is the backing of Democrats. We're going to vote for Biden and support Biden. Why is that? She is the backing of the American media who want her to be the Republican nominee. So all the wrong people want her to be the Republican nominee. Why? Because they long for the days of Gerald Ford and George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush. They long for the days of impotent Republicans. I won't even say leadership because that's not leadership. They want the relations with communist China. They want to keep working with communist China to make money. They don't want to secure the border, even though now, even in New York, they're putting illegal aliens in public schools and kicking the kids out. That's their priority. There's so many millions of illegal aliens in this country, there's literally nowhere to put them. And I want you to think about something as a side note. If Joe Biden, God forbid, or somebody like him, is president another four years, we could well have as many illegal aliens in this country as is the population of Pennsylvania. Perhaps Illinois or Massachusetts. Where are they all going to go? Some of you haven't been touched by this. You will be. There is no question about it. Nobody's ever seen anything this contemptible, this suicidal, this insane. But it's the fault of climate change, you know, and the Republicans. Nikki Haley hasn't led the fight on 
securing the border. She hasn't led the fight on anything. She does not have a conservative record to run on because she's not running on it. Her record is quite poor, actually. She has billions and billions, excuse me, millions and millions of dollars behind her, millions, to lie to you. To tell you she is the alternative. And she's a woman, by the way, she said, if you haven't noticed. Out of one side of her mouth, she admires Hillary Clinton. Out of the other side of her mouth, she admires Maggie Thatcher. Which means she doesn't admire anybody except herself. She's a creation. She's a fiction. She's the candidate. An amalgam of forces that you cannot stand and who will undermine us every step of the way. You need to think about this. And not allow your emotions, you, you know, the, the, the general you, not each and every one of you. Because it'll be a massive mistake. We talk about the disaster that is our country right now. And how it's unraveling and we're running out of time. So Nikki Haley, we should, we should get behind Nikki Haley in the Republican primary? Why? She would sell out to Disney. She would sell out to Communist China. This is her background. She might even consider peaceful Palestinians from Gaza. Although she changed her mind on that one when she was called out by DeSantis. I watch commentators all over TV. Trashing the hell out of DeSantis. And these commentators and these media outlets, I despise. And I'm thinking, well, if your choice is between DeSantis and Haley, well, why would you vote for Haley? Why wouldn't you vote for DeSantis? So in my view, it's very important that DeSantis have a good showing in Iowa. Why? To knock out Haley. Because with the open primary in New Hampshire, I'm not talking about caucuses. I'm talking about an open primary where the so-called former Republican governor and the Sununu dynasty there are pushing hard for independents and Democrats to vote for Nikki Haley. And Sununu pushed hard for Christie to get out of the race, even though he wouldn't endorse. He will eventually. But even though he wouldn't, this is all to set the stage for Haley. Millions from Wall Street. Millions from companies that want to do business in China and are. Millions from open border crowd like Coke Industries. What do they know that we don't know? The answer is we do know. I listen to people on TV and elsewhere who defend her and support her. They say nothing. They say nothing. We need a leader. Statesman. We need somebody who's going to do something. And then you have to ask yourselves quickly, because I've got to take a break soon. Why do they want to put Donald Trump in prison? Did he do something so horrendous? What was it? What did he do? Charging him with the Klan Act, the Enron Act, the Federal Contractor Act, 
mishandling of documents, charge him in New York with a fraud statute that doesn't require fraud where there's no complainant to try and destroy his business. You got a sleazeball district attorney in Fulton County who's abused her offices, abused her office, as has her sweetheart apparently, reportedly. A RICO statute? After there was a meeting twice with counsel to the president in the Oval Office, for which the media have no interest whatsoever. Again, can you put the shoe on the other foot and imagine if all this was happening, Trump were president to Biden? Merrick Garland doesn't have a problem with any of it, of course. Well, why do they want him in prison so damn badly? Why do they want him broke to set an example? That's why. You either play the game of the corrupt, incompetent ruling class, or they'll destroy you. They tried to destroy Reagan. They tried to destroy Barry Goldwater. In fact, they did destroy Barry Goldwater's presidential campaign. And they destroyed his reputation in many corners. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. We keep at it. There's some audio here. you got to listen to this next hour. You're going to both be appalled and laugh like hell. I was laughing off the air, wasn't I, Mr. Producer? I don't even laugh a lot, but I couldn't stop laughing. Anyway, we don't have enough time to get to some of this, but stick with us. I know you're going to crack up at this, because I definitely did. And I don't crack up at a lot. You know, I, I, I sometimes I am perplexed by, quote-unquote, Republicans. I'm not talking about conservative Republicans. They're flocking in droves to Florida. With all due respect, not to South Carolina, which is a beautiful, wonderful state. That's not my point. They're flocking to Florida. And people weren't flocking to Florida before DeSantis became governor. They're flocking to Florida because of the, of the consequences of the DeSantis governorship. So why are Republicans so stupid? Those who are going to vote for Trump got it. But why would, if you're going to make a choice between DeSantis and Haley, if that's your mindset, is there really a choice? The answer is no. It's DeSantis. You're deciding between the two. Be back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. As promised, hello America, Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, as promised. Got to listen carefully. Pramila Jayapal, remember her? 
She defended the Hamas terrorists and the rape of the Israeli children and women. Remember her? Oh, yes. She could have been the president of Harvard or any of the other poison ivy schools out there. Well, here she is at the Oversight Committee, a vote on a resolution to hold Hunter Biden in contempt. I hold him in contempt even without a vote. Look at this guy. Shakes down foreign governments for tens of millions using daddy's name. Treats women like crap, pays for their sexual services, but of course the Me Too movement is dead until a Republican's president again. Dishonorable discharge, I think it was from the Navy. Not a pothead, a cokehead. I'm sure Joe is the proud father of his son. He said his son is so brilliant, so smart. But that comes from Joe. He's hardly a character witness. So in other words, this guy's basically a lowlife. He's done nothing productive in his life. Zero. He impregnates a woman a few years back. And it takes pressure for Joe Biden to even recognize his granddaughter. And of course, Hunter doesn't want to pay the appropriate amount of child support. Now, can you imagine again if this had been a Trump child or a DeSantis child, just whomever, what they'd be saying about him and so forth and so on. But tonight they defend him. They defend him because they have no scruples. It's all about power. Ah, what a book. The Democrat Party Hates America. What a book. It's all laid out right there for all of you. So here's Pramila Jayapal. She is head of the progressive wing of the Democrat Party, a.k.a. the Maoist communists. Hate America, hate the Jews, support the terrorists raping women, you know, the base of the Democrat Party. So let's take a listen, shall we, Mr. Producer, shall we, America? Turn up the volume. Call the family around. Call your neighbors. Call your colleagues. Call everybody. Here we go. Cut one. Go. Well, I appreciate the passion from my friend across the aisle and the outrage. I think we're all outraged about many things. But if we're going to talk about outrageous things that have happened or things that have never happened, let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. Uh, and <laughs> maybe that, too. <laughs> yeah, you could talk about that, too, I guess. <laughs> maybe we should talk about that, too. The president incited an insurrection. What is it with these Democrats and the word erection all the time, Mr. Producer? They must really glue their eyes to the TV with these erection dysfunction commercials, which are abhorrent. Do you know I have a policy on this program? It's a, it's a funny policy, but it's true, because we get all comers trying to come in here and do ads. And Mr. Producer can tell you, I've had this policy for 21 years because you have people who will do anything for a nickel in this business and their sales team, not me. Rule number one, no commercials about genitalia. Rule number two, no commercials about the butt. 
It's not that complicated, and yet today we almost had a violation, didn't we, Mr. Peterson? Uh, I won't get into that, but uh, we just don't do that here. And when they wanted me to voice it, with my own voice, I said, no, we'll pass, and that's not running here. But let's play this again, and we will certainly add this to our long list of mumblers. Cut one, go. Well, I appreciate the passion from my friend across the aisle and the outrage. I think we're all outraged about many things. But if we're going to talk about outrageous things that have happened or things that have never happened, let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. (laughs) Maybe that, too. Yeah, you could talk about that, too, I guess. (laughs) Maybe we should talk about that, too. The president incited an insurrection. Which reminds me. Go. What are they? Can you get the funding? The ghost track? They have an idea. It costs when if you they just gave you gave them. With the the withdrawal, bringing U.S. home troops from home. And 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 the the the. But resist, we much, we must, and we will much about that be committed. I, 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 I'm, I'm a warrior. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, that, it was, the, 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 I mean, they, 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 they said that. Look, the, 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 yeah, the lives are stripped. Was it him? Well, I, 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 I didn't. If we, if we, you know, it, it uh, you know, it, 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 it. We can walk and chew gum. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the, you know the thing. True and international suffered pressure. Been impeached for inciting the erection. Donald John, Donald John Trump incited the erection, insurrection. And uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, to confidence in the integrity. Private, uh, private uh, 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 economic. No, uh, uh. no, 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 no. Don't let, let him. You know how much I'm going to do with the deficit this year? Bridges and those bonds that are collapsing. And, you know, it is, it is, um, it is, you know, it is not, uh, it is a, it is. Happy birthday, dear Valley. Part of the um, the um, uh, Mr. Uh, the sen- uh, the the I don't do some of you to some of the leadership of uh, the, every that, well. Kajan Kajan Katanji drowned Jackson. You docs are good, but there's any angels in heaven. They're all nurses, male and female. God save the queen, man. President Trump incited an erection. Uh, an- all Democrats, media political hacks and the like. Our leaders, our ruling class. But here's another funny one. You got to listen to this. Representative Nancy Mace, she does provide good entertainment, but she's not alone. You have this, this guy, Jared Moskowitz in Florida. Seems to be lost as he roams around the Capitol Hall. He's short little fella. Thin little fella. People confuse him for an intern, 14 year old intern. 
But I've been told he's not a 14-year-old intern. He's actually beyond the prebubescent stage, but it's hard to tell. Cut to go. Well, my first question is, who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege, coming into the Oversight Committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here. Oh, and- Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman. If the gentle lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Order, order, order. First of all, let's stop here about the seriousness of it. The Democrats do not want actual hearings. So you get guys like Moskowitz, low IQ, talks fast, and they're bomb throwers. And they're loaded with these bomb throwers. And so their entire purpose is to sabotage the hearings. Be nice if there was some show done on this on CNN, MSNBC, or something like that. Hearing after hearing after hearing. Oversight hearings, whistleblower hearings. But of course they're not. Because the Democrat Party is the insurrectionist party. It's the party that's destroyed our republic. We're trying to save what's left of it. It's the party that's destroyed our Constitution. We're trying to save what's left of it. It's the party that has destroyed our sovereignty. We're trying to save what's left of it. While they're pointing the finger of insurrection at everybody else. Go! Speak in here or no? Are are women allowed to speak in here or no? Because you keep interrupting me. I'll interrupt the chairman. I don't know that he's a lady. I think that... Uh, that By the way, what kind of... Is this guy a punk or something? What kind of a stupid... I think he's a freshman or a sophomore. And no, I don't mean in high school. Go ahead. Sit right here right now and go straight to jail. Our nation is founded on the rule of come law. Come on, come on. And the premise come that on. the law applies to equally to everyone, no matter what your last... Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Uh, no, stop, order. stop, stop. This is Raskin. What's the point of order? She's giving her opinion. What is your point? There is no parliamentary point of order. Particularly from Raskin. Raskin, whose father was a commie. He's a commie. And I'm not kidding. Sue me, Raskin. Oh, you're such a great constitutionalist. You're such a great lawyer. Let's go at it. I don't have a problem. It's like care decades ago. Threatening talk show host. I said, well, sue me, you a-holes. And I'm not going to settle. I'm going to own you and every damn document you've ever created. Same with you, Raskin. You won't be able to hide behind immunity. Sue me. And I'll drag your ass in front of depositions, and we'll get every piece of documentary evidence that we need from you, you jerk. Such a coward. You won't come on the program. Such a coward. Anyway, go ahead. You are? Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Biggs over here. Donald Trump Jr. Biggs over here. Uh, state your point, Mr. Yeah, my, my point of order is this. Are we going to continue on with, with this blatant interruption? It, this, this is absurd and inappropriate. I intend to give my statement. I don't intend to have anybody interrupted. Uh, I'm not going to interrupt your statements. I think you should have decorum and courtesy and don't act like a bunch of <laughs> nimrod. <laughs> Mr. Biggs, on that one, I pat you on the back. (laughs) This is a congressional hearing. 
They say balls. They say nimrods. Are, they're going on. And it's all inspired by the guy, Hunter Biden, who's sitting there because he's such a low life. And I want everybody to hear me. In the hostile Democrat Party, Biden supporting media. Joe Biden, the former racist and segregationist, but he's a race baiter to this day, is a lowlife. He always has been. His character assassination tactics against great men and women. He's hiding behind his son right now to avoid accountability for what he's done with his own family and the millions that they make. Nobody's buying except the most ardent radical Democrats. That he's just an observer. That he doesn't really know what's going on. He's at the middle of a massive international scandal where they were raking in millions from our enemies. Not even our allies, our enemies. And I don't want to hear any more that he didn't know anything about it. And that clown, that spokes idiot, uh, you have to talk to counsel's office. No, we don't. We pay your damn salary. What the hell's going on? And the race baiting. The race baiting because he's destroying our inner cities. No school choice. Crimes through the roof. People can't get jobs. They can't afford food because of inflation. Oh, I see. And it's all Trump's fault. Every business Trump started or purchased was desegregated. It was integrated. Joe Biden didn't start or create anything. He's been a welfare hack his entire life. And he's used that position to enrich himself. He's created nothing. And his family's gotten rich. His son, his brother, his sister-in-law, and all the rest of them. Oh, can you prove it? Can I prove it? Well, give me a subpoena power. Let me depose them. Bring them on the radio. I'll prove it. But obviously that's not going to happen. He's not even under investigation by the Department of Justice. Here he is, the John Gotti of presidencies. And I apologize to the Gotti family. Here he is, the John Gotti of presidents. And they won't even take a peek. Who the hell do they think they're fooling? You're right, Congressman Biggs. And I'm glad we're on the same side of this one. Nimrods. That's what they are, nimrods. And worse. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The holidays have come and gone, and once again, you were too generous. Don't worry, though. Pure Talk has your back. So instead of paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile 60, 70, 80 bucks a line, Pure Talk has unlimited plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. Get phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network, just 20 bucks a month. Friends, this is how the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. It's time to switch to a wireless company that shares your values. A company that isn't afraid to invest in shows like this. A company that is veteran-owned and serves veterans. So do what I did. Switch to Pure Talk. Don't wait anymore. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team is waiting to serve you. That's puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, 
to be connected right now. Don't wait any longer. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin to start off the year saving on wireless with a company you can be proud of. Pure Talk. Well, there was more in the Hunter Biden charade, as they might say at uh, Harvard. Or they might say, you're a Jew. Uh, But anyway, so let's listen to a reporter on Capitol Hill today chasing down Hunter Biden. Cut nine, go. And by the way, before we do that, let me do this. Uh, His lawyer, Abby Lowell, who's all part of this, making millions in doing this stupid stuff. And I'm sure they're coordinating with the White House because Joe Biden, let's be honest, you know, Joe Biden's hiding behind his son. You see, I have original takes on these things. I made the point the other day when Joe Biden was screaming like a mental patient in a padded room. That Donald Donald Trump is effectively Hitler. His supporters are effectively the SS and going on and on about losing democracy and the things that he says and the things that he does. That was not only a general campaign message to scare the hell out of people particularly people in the suburbs who are easily scared, apparently. But also a directed message to do the Attorney General, to the Special Counsel, and the other counselites, to the Democrat-appointed judges, Obama, Biden, Clinton judges, to the would-be trial juries as he continues to taint and poison the jury pool in every major metropolitan city where these cases are being brought, to stop Trump. He's Hitler, his people are Hitlerian, stop him. So he doesn't actually have to pretend. Or he does have to, you know, he's attacking. So he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to, what I'm trying to say is he doesn't have to whisper in the ear of the Attorney General. He's interfering, not just in the election as Biden, but in the criminal justice system, and he's doing so purposefully. So here's Abby Lowell in the hallway. Cut nine, go. I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? How crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? See, some of these guys, these independent reporters, have had about enough of this charade. I know it's charade. Charade. What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? And by the way, why is that such an odd question? He's the expert on the subject. I'll be right back. The holidays have come and gone, and once again, you were too generous. Don't worry, though. Pure Talk has your back. So instead of paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile 60, 70, 80 bucks a line, Pure Talk has unlimited plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. Get phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network, just 20 bucks a month. Friends, this is how the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. It's time to switch to a wireless company that shares your values, a company that isn't afraid to invest in shows like this, a company that is veteran-owned and serves veterans. So do what I did. Switch to Pure Talk. Don't wait anymore. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team is waiting to serve you. That's puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, 
to be connected right now. Don't wait any longer. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin to start off the year saving on wireless with a company you can be proud of. Pure Talk. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Mr. Producer, I can't do it while I'm speaking here. Will you see if the Attorney General of Georgia is a Republican? Because I have a question to ask the nation about this. Which I will explain once we determine his party affiliation. I suspect he is. I think his name is Carr or Cooper or Cooper Carr or Carr Cooper or something like that. Yes, what? Okay, he's checking. Uh, Where am I, Mr. Producer? Help me. Here we go. Christopher Carr is the Attorney General of Georgia and he's a Republican. And he's a gutless wonder and I don't even know him. I've never spoken to him. Now why do I say he's a gutless wonder? Do you see what the Democrat Attorneys General are doing in these Democrat states? Have they gone after the NRA? Have they go after, in Washington, D.C., the Federalist Society? Have they go after Donald Trump and try and bankrupt him and his family, destroy his businesses? Well, here you have a charge made under oath, under the penalty of perjury, presented to a federal court accusing the district attorney of Fulton County, Georgia, of laundering taxpayer monies through her budget to her alleged lover, who in turn used that money that she had to approve to go on lavish vacations together. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Where is the Republican Attorney General of Georgia? What is he waiting for? Oh, we don't have any law. Yes, you do. You have fraud laws. You have laundering laws. You have all kinds of laws. Or dig up the old Ku Klux Klan law. I'm sure you have one of those in Georgia. Get creative. Like Jack Smith, who lost a Supreme Court decision 8-0. to zero. But he's still creative. He's very creative. He's a designer. He's an architect. What's the guy's name again, Mr. Producer? Christopher Carr. Carr 54, where are you? Crickets. We don't hear from Christopher Carr. He doesn't want to be accused of things, you see. He's a gutless wonder, at least so far. I don't know if I was running the Attorney General's office in Georgia and this came up. It's in a federal filing. It's not just in a newspaper article. I'd want to know if these allegations are true. I'd want to know if the district attorney in Fulton County that covers most of Atlanta, if she's a corrupt prosecutor. I'd want to know if she's stealing money from the people of Fulton County, Atlanta. To her benefit and the benefit of her alleged lover. It's all alleged, of course. It's all reported. This is the problem with the vast majority of Republican prosecutors. Too many of them are a joke. Not all. Too many. And you're the Republican Attorney General in Georgia and we don't even hear from you? Oh, I solely put out a statement about the... their consumer... Affairs Division, if you have a complaint about a business, here's a toll-free number you can call. 
Do we have a toll-free number for alleged crooked district attorney who's indicted a former president and interfering with election? What number do we call on that one? Chris, may I call you Chris? Is it Chris with a C or a K? Do you spell it the girly way or the he-man way? Just saying. May I say, I think I did. Although there are manly Chris's with K-R-I-S, but no need to go there. Where is the Republican elected Attorney General of Georgia? He's nowhere. Now we have a Democrat, Chris Murphy of Connecticut, the nutmeg state. Did you know that, Mr. The nutmeg state? Everybody likes nutmeg. But why would you name your state after something you cook with? Don't you use nutmeg in baking and cooking, Mr. Producer? The nutmeg state? What the hell's that all about? Or why would you name your state after a a fruit, a peach, Georgia, the peach state. I don't know. What do I know? But here's Chris Murphy at a press conference today, and he wants you to know. Look, look, look. We're 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 we we, we want to secure a border, but 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 we're, really, really, we're not trying to stop uh, migrants from coming to our country. No, 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 no. We would never do such a thing. Ask the Liberal Democrats in New York how they're thinking more and more about these migrants as they lose their parks, as they lose their schools, as they lose their playgrounds. Ask them. As they lose their community centers. Ask them what they think about sanctuary cities today. A city should be a sanctuary, and I don't mean legally, a sanctuary for the citizens. I love New York. We have these parks, these ball fields. We've invested heavily in this. Taxes are through the roof, but the environment's unbelievable for the kids and so forth. Our elected officials are supposed to create these public sanctuaries to the extent they create them for us. Not for seven and a half billion foreigners. Where does this end? Where's the logical line drawn here? There is none. It's climate change. Oh, forgot. So climate change is killing off all the polar bears. And by the way, they're spawning like never before, like fish. And then it's causing people to leave every corner of the world to come to America. Climate. Why? Given the theory of this fraud, we're not exempt from climate change in America. I mean, they're destroying our economy. They're destroying our economic system. Energy independence. Fossil fuel. The combustion engine. Your stove. Your air conditioning. We are the epicenter of climate change. Because we're prosperous people, and that's a no-no. So what does climate change have? People are leaving because of climate change. So they're coming to America. It's like the race thing. People are leaving. They're refugees. They're leaving these countries because of what's being done to them, coming to America. But wait a minute, we're racist. Misogynist, homophobic, this, that, and the other. Doesn't matter. But here's Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut. 
This guy's just another a-hole, to be perfectly honest with you. Cut 11, go. I think we are interested as Democrats in... By the way, this is a press conference today. They're always holding press conferences, these politicians. Press conference. Very busy. Hard work. From the top, cut 11, please. Go. I think we are interested as Democrats in providing the administration with tools that will help better manage the border. Now, look how he talks in a staccato tone because he's a fraud and a phony and a fake. We want to manage better. They need the tools. What does he mean? More rubber stamps. You're in. You're in. You're in. You're in. Not you're in. You are in. You are in. You're in. You're in. Next, 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 next. We don't care where you're from. We don't ask questions. We don't care your dad and mom are in, in. Next one, next one, in, in. Next one, next. Can you imagine doing that? Can you count to 700 and some thousand? Because last month, that's how many aliens tried to get into the United States in one month. We've never seen anything like this before. Just try and count that height tonight, and then you'll get a feel for how many people are coming into this country. Go ahead with the great Chris Murphy. Go. You're not interested in taking away from the administration tools that they use today to help better manage the border. And so when we talk about this topic of parole, it is very important to understand that it is used today as a way that the administration is able to better. This guy is scum, scum. They're using parole to allow more people to come into this country as quickly as possible and to process them through. That's not what parole is about. That has nothing to do with parole. They're violating the law. And this clown, that's why he's talking in staccato. That's why he's talking with these, these uh, whatever he's doing. That's why he's trying to come up with words to describe Things that are not happening in support of things that are happening. And that's what he does. We don't want to take tools away from... Take what tools away? They want to hire more Border Patrol. You heard fake Jake tap out Tapper. Well, they want to hire, you know. Hold on. They want want to hire 3,000 more Border Patrol agents, Congressman, Mr. Speaker. What are you talking about? And what are they doing? It's not a matter of how many people you hire. What matters is what their job description is. You can call them border patrol. You can call them cops. You can call them military. Call them whatever you want. They're processing people. How do we know that? Because the border patrol is telling us that. No, no, no. But Chris Murphy, radical Democrat from the nutmeg state. No, no, no. Chris Murphy's telling us at a press conference that all is well. So what's happening now? You ready for this one? The great Senator Mike Lee has just tweeted this. The Republican leadership in the United States Senate, such as it is, the inert Republican leadership, who you never hear from, you never hear from McConnell or Cornyn or the other Paul Barris, you never hear from them. They're never at town halls nationally. No, no, you never hear from them. God forbid they come on my show. 
If I were them, I don't blame them. To be perfectly honest, they're cowards. They are negotiating as I speak with the Democrats in the Senate. That would be Schumer. The Democrats in the House, that would be Hakeem Jeffries. The Democrat in the Oval Office, that would be low IQ Joe. They're demo- they are negotiating with the Democrats on the border as part of this budget package. And the Republican leadership in the Senate has excluded the Republican Speaker of the House and all the Republican leadership in the House. They've excluded them. So they're going to put this package together and they're going to try and ram it down the throats of the House Republicans because you see patriotic, conservative, constitution-supporting, government and debt-cutting Republicans need to be cut out of the process when you're Mitch McConnell. I'm waiting for the Wall Street Journal to write an editorial on this. I am. Sure, it'll be a doozy. They're cutting out the House Republicans from the process. The Republicans in the Senate. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The holidays have come and gone, and once again, you were too generous. Don't worry, though. Pure Talk has your back. So instead of paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile 60, 70, 80 bucks a line, Pure Talk has unlimited plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. Get phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network, just 20 bucks a month. Friends, this is how the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. It's time to switch to a wireless company that shares your values. A company that isn't afraid to invest in shows like this. A company that is veteran-owned and serves veterans. So do what I did. Switch to Pure Talk. Don't wait anymore. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team is waiting to serve you. That's puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to be connected right now. Don't wait any longer. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin to start off the year saving on wireless with a company you can be proud of, Pure Talk. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. 
I have a clip that's two and a half minutes that I'm not going to play for two and a half minutes. I'm going to play it for about 15 to 20 seconds because the issue in this clip to me is the question from Andrea Mitchell. Andrea Mitchell hates the state of Israel. She hates Benjamin Netanyahu. Andrea Mitchell uses Hamas terrorist statistics because Andrea Mitchell doesn't have to fear Hamas terrorists. She doesn't have to fear atrocities. I don't believe she's actually gone to Israel any time in the recent past. Or she's supposed to be a reporter. I don't believe she's gone to the border. Andrea Mitchell is a talking dummy. She regurgitates the mindset, speaks for the mindset that's in Washington, D.C. and New York among the Hamas apologists in our media. A lot of these reporters who are long in the tooth, as is she, she's got to be 70 if not more by now, they're used to putting their shoulder on the state of Israel when Israel's attacked by PLO terrorists, by Hamas terrorists, by Islamic jihadist terrorists, by Iranian terrorists, and terrorists galore. I don't believe she's ever had a discussion about how many young IDF soldiers, who are not even regular soldiers, who are reservists, have been killed. I don't believe she's ever shown their photos. Ever. And I have a question, ladies and gentlemen. If Israel had not stopped Hamas a day or so after, October 7th, hours after, and they had a run of the country. What the country look like? What would Israel turn into? And the more the Israelis are fighting in Gaza, the more evidence and the more justification is for the fighting. They're finding these absolutely unbelievable tunnels, manufacturing centers for precision missiles, technology given to them by the Iranian Islamic Nazi regime, that the hospitals are in fact terrorist rat nests, that the doctors and the attendants there are members of Hamas. All of this is being found out now. All of it's being demonstrated. They are raping, torturing, and murdering the teenage girl hostages they have. And Andrew Mitchell wants to know, when will the Israelis stop killing? I despise people like her. I despise her. On the weekends, Andrea Mitchell enjoys her life, I'm sure. Goes out shopping, spending her millions because she's so pertinent and compelling and profound. Protected in American society. And then she looks overseas and just wonders. I wonder if Andrea Mitchell looked at that 47 minute video. I can't even look at it. So here she is, and she has Antony Blinken with her. This is what I mean by self-haters. I know I'm touching on a subject that infuriates 
left-wing Jews. As it infuriates left-wingers of all backgrounds. So be it. Facts are facts. Whether it's Jake Tapper or Andrea Mitchell. And of course they're not alone. We have the Islamists on these networks. We have the anti-Semites on these networks. They know who they are. We know who they are. Joy Reid. But you know. But here's Andrea Mitchell. And here's your question to Antony Blinken. Cut 22. Go. This is the fourth time you have been in Israel since October 7th. Mm. And you have said from the beginning that that massacre had to be responded to, that Israel had to invade. So stop right there. See see how fast she goes through that? Punchline. Now, but now let's get to the nub of the matter. Been a hundred days. Go ahead. One hundred days. It's 23,000 Palestinian civilian lives, according to reports. Stop. Not according to reports, according to Hamas. What a disgusting, pathetic liar. And the Israelis have to push back over and over and over again against the American media that is inflaming this situation, the way they inflame our politics here at home. The American media has blood on its hands overseas and here at home because they're Democrats. So Democrat leftist Andrea Mitchell. It's 23,000 Palestinian civilian lives, according to reports. The Israelis have said, wait a minute, over 10,000 of these people, maybe more, are actual terrorists. No, no, no. But Hamas tells us 23,000. Can I ask you a question, Mr. Producer? Where are all these people being buried? Can I ask NBC News, MSNBC, and the other liars and frauds and fakes, can you please take us to these mass cemeteries? I'm not saying people aren't dying. That would be preposterous. People are dying, and a lot of them are dying. That's why I despise the terrorists and what they're doing to their own people as well as the Israelis. Okay, so that's a given. I'll stipulate there's a lot of people dying. I just want to know if there's 23,000, where's the cemetery? Are these bodies just in the streets? I think that's a perfectly legitimate question, don't you, Mr. Producer? 23,000 people, that's a lot of people. And we're getting these statistics according to reports. Okay, great. They cannot verify these numbers, even though we know they're significant. They can't verify these numbers. So where are all these people? Where are they buried? And I'm very serious about this. Go ahead. Hostages, 134 hostages, six Americans included, have been there for all this time. Things have changed. Doesn't Israel now have to wind this down? Isn't that what you want? This is a reporter. See what I mean? Pressures on Israel, not Hamas. Pressures on Israel, not the Palestinian Liberation Organization. Pressures on Israel, not Hezbollah. Pressures on Israel, not Iran. Wouldn't a real reporter ask a question with all this going on? Why are you still funding directly and indirectly Iran, Hamas, Hezbollah? Why are you doing that? 
Why did you lift the sanctions? Why are you funding UNRWA? Why are you giving direct payments to the PLO? That is, they call themselves now the Palestinian Authority. I'll call them what I want to. Why doesn't she ask that question? Because she's a hack. She's a self-hater. Yes, there are such people, you know. Kamala Harris's daughter is another one. Stepdaughter. I'm sorry, am I offending? Look, I didn't call Biden Hitler. I didn't call Kamala Harris Eva Braun. Nor would I call Biden Hitler or Kamala Harris Eva Braun. If I were a left-wing Democrat and they were conservatives, that's what I would do. But I'm not a left-wing Democrat. I have scruples. I have morals. I have ethics. I have standards. So I would never call Biden Hitler or Kamala Harris Eva Braun because that would be wrong. Be wrong. Just as I would never call Andrea Mitchell Goebbels. That would be wrong. Even though we have this whole Third Reich thing going on in the media, if you disagree with them, you're all these things and worse, even though they apply this to Republicans all the time, conservatives especially, Israel supporters specifically, yes. But I don't do that. I won't call Biden Hitler. I won't call Kamala Harris Eva Braun. I won't call Andrea Mitchell and her ilk Goebbels. Because I will not denigrate the people who died and suffered under the Third Reich the way that they denigrate them. The reason Andrea Mitchell is no longer a big-time network news reporter is because she's an a-hole. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, we're here, ladies and gentlemen, with Richard Goldberg, Senior Advisor, Foundation for Defense of Democracy. He also held a significant position in the Trump administration advising the president. Uh, from the National Security Council on these matters. And uh, Richard Goldberg, you wrote a piece on Iran and nukes. And we have Andrea Mitchell, who is pressing the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken. It's been 100 days, and reports say 23,000 citizens have been killed by the Israelis. And, you know, what are you going to do about that? Why do you think the media hate Israel so much? Pretend they don't. And absolutely ignore what is the greatest threat, certainly one of them, and that is Iran getting a nuke, and they're now on the precipice of getting a nuke, and they're not even reporting about it, are they? I can't understand for the life of me how the press corps has allowed this administration to get away with concealment after concealment on their Iran policy. And it hasn't stopped, even after October 7th. Because they want us to believe that all of these things are disconnected. There's just this ragtag team in Yemen called the Houthis, and they're just suddenly lobbing missiles and drones at U.S. destroyers in the Red Sea and commercial vessels. It just came out of nowhere, you know? There's this thing called Hezbollah in Lebanon, and they're just firing missiles down in Israel. There's just poor Palestinians who have been suffering in Gaza, and they have this organization Hamas, and it just goes back years and 
We just need to contain it all. We just need to contain it all, Mark. That's the administration's message. And they let him get away with it. And it's amazing because it's obviously all sourced to one place in the world, the Islamic Republic of Iran. All of these fires that are being set around the Middle East, Gaza, Lebanon, the West Bank, Judea and Samaria, uh, Iraq, Syria, Yemen, all of them. North Africa. Threats to our former Secretary of State, our former National Security Advisor in our own country. Oh, yeah. Oh, attempts to kidnap Americans off of U.S. soil. Uh, uh, American soldiers being uh, lobbed at rockets and drones on a nightly basis in the Middle East. Uh, We have one in critical condition still from a very recent attack in Erbil in northern Iraq. And there's no responses here. In fact, as you know, Mark, you've talked about this as much as anyone else, more than anyone else. They're allowing Iran to access $10 billion in sanctions relief today. They renewed a sanctions waiver for it after October 7th. So it's, it's amazing. Why are they doing all this? Why is this, all this happening? It's part of this fantasy land that started in the Obama administration. And who's around Joe Biden? It's all the old Obama guard who worked on the Iran nuclear deal in 2015 He pledged in the campaign he would try to revive it, reverse what Donald Trump did, getting out of it and putting maximum pressure on Iran. And from the day he was sworn into office, it has been the policy of the United States to do anything possible to get back to that deal. And that is still the policy today. And we are seeing the effects of that policy all around the Middle East. So what you're telling me in the nation is the Biden administration is doing absolutely nothing to stop Iran from building a nuclear weapon right now. Is that true? Well, they're giving them money. They're giving them wow. money. They're helping them. They're doing nothing. They're helping them. They're, they're, they're praying that if they release cash, everybody knows about the $6 billion that was part of that hostage deal. If anybody believes we traded $6 billion for five people, I got a lot of bridges to sell you. But there was $10 billion on top of the $6 billion that's still being made available out and of And there's Iraq. $70 billion on top of that from the oil money that, that all the oil Trump cut off. Exactly. So, all right, let, me, let me ask you that. I want to focus in on nukes because this is very, very important. Nobody's talking about it. You and I, we talk about it all the time on this program. Once that nuclear capability uh, is built into a functioning nuclear missile, that means they're going to be able to build multiple nuclear missiles as they, ha- as they had with North Korea. North Korea was supposed to be in a box... We denuclearized, if you will, South Korea as a sop to North Korea. So there's no tactical nukes in South Korea. Now the inbred's building them in North Korea. We fed his, their people for years as an as a effort. One administration, Democrat to Republican, Republican to Democrat. Pakistan got nukes. Another country that we tried to uh, uh, appease, and now they have nukes. But Iran, if they get nukes, they have this fundamentalist Islamist ideology, and they're very capable and perhaps willing to actually use them. And Andrea Mitchell on MSNBC's attacking the Israelis. Does this make any sense to you? It makes no sense to me. If you go and watch the timeline from the time that Donald Trump got out of the nuclear deal, started putting maximum pressure on Iran, really in 2019 when he cut off, the oil, 
killing Soleimani in early 2020, putting Iran back on its heels, draining its resources, making them afraid of the United States again. You see them frozen in their nuclear escalation for most of 2020. And they come into 2021, they see Joe Biden pledging to go back to the nuclear deal, offering appeasement from the start, and they start escalating. First to 20% enriched uranium, which is the threshold for high enriched uranium. He does nothing about it. He says, you have more cash, Just let's just do a deal. They go up to 60% high enriched uranium. It's like 90% of the way to weapons-grade uranium production. He does nothing. I mean, I don't, I mean, that's just nothing. Like, worse than nothing. Offering more money. No, no, no. We'll sweeten the deal. We'll, we'll put more sanctions relief on the table. They keep racing forward. They start limiting inspections from the U.N. You can't come into this centrifuge manufacturing facility. You can't take these videotapes anymore. They're denying visas to a third of the U.N. inspectors, the ones who know what they're doing. And all this time, we keep making money available. We keep trying to make a deal. And they look at the United States saying, this guy's crazy. We keep moving closer and closer to a nuclear weapons capability, and all he does in response is offer well, us more I, money. I am confused. When we come back, I want to ask you about this. So Donald Trump puts his foot on the throat of the Iranians. That regime is going to collapse. Donald Trump cuts off money to terrorists throughout the Middle East, whether it's UNRWA or Hamas, direct funding of the PLO. Cuts off Hezbollah. You have the Abraham Accords, because he goes around the very Palestinians that the media in our country and the Democrat Party and Biden are kowtowing to. So we really had peace in the Middle East for a period of time. And Donald Trump has been the biggest friend Israel has had. And I want to ask you, as somebody who worked in that administration, somebody who worked in the National Security Office, when you hear people call Donald Trump Hitler and say nothing of what Biden is doing with Iran, what does that make you think and how does that make you feel? I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Richard Goldberg is Senior Advisor, Foundation for the Defense of Democracies. So my question to you, Richard Goldberg, you're Jewish. You support the United States. You support the state of Israel. You're conservative. You love this country. You're serving at the Trump White House. You're working on national security issues. You're with this great foundation now. And you see what your team, your colleagues, and President Trump's team did with respect to the Middle East. And then you can also, as a citizen, see what he did to protect Jewish students in this country. When you observed Donald Trump, when you observed his administration, when you observed people in your office at the national security level and so forth, did you see a man who wanted to destroy democracy? Did you see a man who defied the Supreme Court? Did you see a man, a man who was a dictator and would support a Hitlerian-type society if he's reelected? Is that what you saw? Mark, I have to say that uh, in addition to being a veteran of the United States military, in addition to all the things you mentioned, and being the grandchild, and being the grandchild of somebody who fled Nazi Germany in 1939 on a Kinder transport to join the British military and fight the Nazis, I can't personally stand when people try to cheapen comparisons 
cheapen the blood that was spilled in the Holocaust by invoking comparisons to Hitler or the Nazis. It has no place in American political discourse. That is nothing that I observed in my time in the administration. It's disgusting rhetoric. It shouldn't be allowed. You want to you know who the Nazis are in this world at the moment? You can take a look at what you see on TV of what Hamas did on October 7th. You can take a look at your nightly news at the people who are in the streets wearing masks, tearing down buildings, trying to harass people, marching on behalf of Hamas across America. I grew up in a place called Skokie, Illinois, home to where actual Nazis tried to march a long time ago. So let's not bring that disgusting, vile-type rhetoric into our American political discourse, and certainly not for an administration for a president who delivered more for the state of Israel than probably any president in history. And as you mentioned, did more to try to protect Jewish students in America on their college campuses with an executive order that has become so important, so fundamental in fighting back against the kind of woke, anti-Semitic, radical Hamasniks that you saw on Capitol Hill testifying who couldn't bring themselves to say it's wrong to call for the genocide of Jews who allow horrific anti-Semitism to grow on their campuses. There is a tool for students to be able to file complaints now with the Department of Education. Now, obviously, this Department of Education actually has to enforce the law, and it's not been consistent, to say the least. But that tool exists, that executive order exists, because Donald J. Trump put his name on it. Mm -hmm. So I can't stand any of these types of imageries, comparisons, And I'll call out Republicans who use it as well. It has no place in our discourse. Yeah, the problem is I don't hear a lot from Republicans, and yet I hear a symphony of these words and these languages and these references from the Democrats and their media. Richard Goldberg, uh, there's more reporting now. Actually, this occurred a month or two or three ago, actually two months or so ago, when a group called Honest Reporting disclosed that there were actual reporters with the Hamas terrorist Nazis on October 7th when they were breaching the wall to get into Israel and committed their monstrous acts of inhumanity. They were attacked by CNN and others saying they couldn't prove it. And now it's pretty clear that they were 100% correct. Here's a piece in the Jerusalem Post media watchdog honest reporting who focuses on anti-Israel media coverage, uncovered that two Gaza-based photojournalists who worked for AP and Reuters had bragged about footage they acquired while accompanying Hamas terrorists during the October 7 massacre. This is dated last night. Ashraf Amra and fellow photojournalist Mohammed Faya Abu Mustafa recorded a video laughing at the lynching of an IDF soldier pulled from a tank on October 7 footage They captured on the scene. They hung this young man, this IDF soldier, hung him, lynched him. And these two guys were laughing, and they had the video. The two were not alone, according to Honest Reporting's data, what some might have seen as a social media speculation. Not some. American media was proven true after an NGO uncovered the AMRA, conducted an Instagram live stream on October 7th. As this was going on live, 
laughing with his friends and colleagues about the events of the day and sharing what they had seen and done after infiltrating Israeli territory. The report details the photojournalist's reflections on the day, adding that Abu Mustafa said, we were there two hours ago since the beginning, and he's laughing and he's smiling, and he's holding up his iPhone video. What do you make of that? And by the way, the American media was skeptical and basically censored most of it. Yeah, th- th- this is outrageous. And by the way, it's not the first incident. Honest Reporting, which has done great work, it's run by a former editor of the Jerusalem Post, who's actually a, a graduate of Northwestern University's Medill Journalism Program. He has uncovered, they, that, that team there has uncovered multiple identities of individuals who have not just been stringers as photojournalists, quote-unquote, or photographers who are filing on the payroll of AP, Reuters, CNN, New York Times, but also people who have claimed to be journalists who turns out that they're just terrorists. And in fact, today we learned that a couple of the people that Al Jazeera claimed were journalists that were killed in Gaza, the IDF has exposed them for who they were, and that is actual terrorists who are behind terrorism and terrorist attacks against Now, that's Israel. a big story. I just want to slow us down a minute. Because this became a big issue in the United States, among others, uh, where, where we've had these situations. These so-called journalists were Hamas terrorists. Just like the administrator of the hospital, the main hospital in Gaza, was a Hamas terrorist. In fact, most of the doctors and nurses and the help in that hospital were part of the Hamas terrorist organization and even though this information keeps coming out keeps coming out to show the ubiquity of this thing you get an andrea mitchell you get a jake tapper you'll get the american media you'll get the secretary of state for god's sakes saying when is israel gonna back off when is israel gonna stop when is israel gonna my god it's just unbelievable and now the media in our country not only gives cover to these monsters there are media that our country uses, that our media in America uses, that are Johnny on the spot, well, Abdullah on the spot, that they're actually there laughing, celebrating, encouraging, and videoing themselves. And this isn't even a headline on a single night, work, night, night uh, news program, network news program tonight. Isn't that amazing? It is shocking to me that if this was Al-Qaeda, and we go back 20 years, now maybe the world has changed, and maybe this media today in this environment, if it was 9-11, you know, 20-some years ago, maybe this would just be nightly about how America is terrible and, and we're killing, you know, bad, you know, good people left and right in Afghanistan, which was never the case. But right now, the amount of trust, and no verification, zero journalism going on, just a spoon-feeding from Hamas of propaganda that goes straight into your newswire, that goes straight onto your television, with nobody saying, hey, this is being sourced to an area that we know is infested with terrorists, that is run by terrorists. We know that people disguise themselves. Just because they put on their Instagram, I'm a journalist, or Al Jazeera, which is one of the instigators and insiders-in-chief providing material support on the ground to Hamas on a daily basis, based in Qatar, the sponsor of Hamas, is telling you that somebody's a journalist. How about checking it out first? How about waiting? How about calling the IDF? 
see if they have intelligence. Because the Secretary of State took this spoon-fed propaganda today, expressed outrage that the IDF would kill a journalist, only to learn within a few hours he wasn't a journalist. He was a terrorist, and they got the receipts. It's amazing that the United States is undermining constantly the state of Israel. They're using propaganda from the enemy. The American media are doing the same thing. What is at the core of this, do you think? It's because Israel has demonstrated that, in fact, it can defend itself. It's changed the narrative. And so they look through the lens of what I wrote about in American Marxism that's now fairly ubiquitous in the country, oppressor versus oppressor versus the oppressed, and the oppressed are these poor, you know, people of color, these tribesmen and so forth, up against these white European Jews who moved into these territories, despite the fact that they are, in fact, the indigenous peoples of this area. Is it something like that? Is that what's going on? I believe that not all journalists are created equal. I know plenty of people who are doing responsible journalism or are trying to. But I'm not but talking about entire... them. I'm talking about these main network people who show after show. I, I got you. Yeah. Oh, the Washington Post that's just churning out garbage on a daily basis in uh, the New York Times. And all. This, is, this is what's going on. Remember when Barry Weiss and the whole team departed the New York Times? Uh, yeah. After that controversy, when they when they blew up in the newsroom over publishing that op-ed by Tom Cotton, when the country was exploding, and he dared to actually think of something that was constitutional, edgy, controversial, something you know, they print in the op-ed pages of the New York Times, dictators, terrorists, but Tom Cotton with a with a big idea that was too far for the newsroom, and you saw when all their Slack channels got exposed, this whole generation of wokeism that came from the college campuses look at what's happening on the college campuses today that's in the newsroom today mm, it is 100 percent. and so if you want to understand you want to understand why is this happening because that same intersectionalism that you see that's playing out on the woke left on college campuses it's in mm. the newsroom as well and so they absolutely hate and resent anybody who's called a zionist because they're supposed to because that's what their woke network told them to do well, Richard Goldberg of the uh, Foundation for the Defense of Democracy, you're a great patriot, a veteran, and keep up the good work. And we need to continue to stay focused on the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran and its pursuit of nuclear weapons because our country's not doing a damn thing about it. Our media are not talking about it. Our Congress isn't holding hearings on it. And I am deeply worried about it, as are you. Thank you, my friend, and God bless you. You too. Thanks, Mark. It's a good man. Very, very good man. Great patriot. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Wow, a Chinese billionaire is the second biggest far owner of land in the United States. Again, our ruling class. How stupid is this? How stupid is this? These should be like priorities. They go through Congress, the president signs it, and that's the end of it. If you love your country, but we have people who hate our country. And they're in public office and they're voted into office by reprobates. But at least at the state level, how can it be that a communist Chinese billionaire is the second biggest foreign owner of land in the United States? What are we doing to ourselves? Borders open. $40 billion. 
in the last 25 years from foreign governments, our enemies, to brainwash our kids in colleges and universities. A Hamas funding network for a lot of the protesters you're seeing. Why do we put up with this? With the open borders, with the student visas, which we learned the other day. They're not even going through those visas to see if the people here are promoting terrorism. What the hell is this? And Biden's running around. He's the one who's going to defend democracy, you see. I think we're hitting it out of the park, not because of me, but because of my fantastic listeners and what you want to know about. So we salute all you heroes out there. Thank you. All our brothers and sisters in free countries trying to defend themselves from the enemy. And I bless each and every one of you. Thank you. I am blessed by you. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 